Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining us for another Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRio.com. I'm here with a gentleman who runs, a co-founder and is the co-CEO of a vertically integrated California-focused cannabis company, relying on outdoor cultivation as the focal point. And they are industry veterans from the, the industry veterans and legacy cannabis operators of the past. And I'm here with said person. He is, like I said, co-founder, co-CEO of NorCal Cannabis, Jigger Patel. Thanks for being on with us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm just running through a interview that you did here with Arroyo.io and uh, talking about the fact that you are a, a company with NorCal that came back uh, going far back as Prop 215. And you have looked at when it comes to California, first of all, talk about the environment there is right now and being able to go ahead and work on the climate that California has given you, the growth of that and the growth of maturity of that market and what's going on now because of a lot of companies that might feel very difficult to operate in California. How has the experience been for you so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, California, uh, today's environment, I don't think it's any secret, is pretty tough for all operators in not just california but cannabis in general um but california is special in the fact that um you know while we weren't technically the first legal state california really is kind of the largest and most important cannabis market in the world it's you know legal cannabis in some form has been around here uh since prop 215 so the late 90s um which really set the framework for what's happening today and Today, what you're seeing is, you know, the most competitive cannabis market uh, in the world, right? Like 30 million Californians, um, people have been growing and smoking weed here for a long time. Um, and if you kind of look at California and, and you look at the trends that start in California, you know, most people would say California is about 10 years ahead of the rest of the country. And so what we're seeing in, in California today is basically a competitive legal market playing itself out, right? This is true capitalism and um the winners in today's space really are a mix of folks that have um that are really great operators first and foremost um but folks that actually understand this market understand competition and understand how to work in an environment where um you don't necessarily have the moats that a lot of these other players have in other states um you know now i want to ask you about that because there's a story from Forbes that you recently were uh, quoted in. Uh, Chris Crean writing the article from Forefront Ventures. We've had him on Cannabis Radio before. And I've talked about this for a while with 
folks that have been in California and other states because of the opportunity that you have in the meantime, waiting for legalization to roll out. To have, when you can expand to other markets, it's one thing, but to have that interstate commerce to connect to Oregon or Nevada or Washington State and be able to have at least a regional aspect of doing commerce, that was one of the things I know that I believe the, the, governor was actually looking into, or at least the government in California, the state legislature was looking at possibility offering that interstate commerce. You talked about that, and you mentioned that, quote, by enabling commerce to take place between states, new markets and opportunities would certainly open up, and businesses like ours would be able to bring decades of experience, operational efficiencies, and best practices of states coming online. Most have been in the business for nearly three decades, but by giving the cannabis industry the tools it needs to drive growth, it will help to rake in millions of new tax dollars for state and federal coffers. And that specifically is for California, who has, you know, where Gavin Newsom has specifically said, not enough tax money is coming in. Well, then, if you're going to continue to have all the extra fees and constant taxes being put upon businesses, then you need to allow them to grow. Have you had a chance, or are you from other fellow businesses? What has been the word back since from California about this potential idea? Yeah, I don't think California, obviously, I can think California wants to see us be able to thrive and have the ability to go to other states. Um, you know, the issue, I think what we're going to see long term is that states such as call it Illinois or New York or any of the other states that have legalized, um, look, they didn't do it just because they love weed or they love cannabis, right? I mean, Let's let's face it. A lot of these people did it for monetary reasons, or a lot of these states did it for monetary reasons, and the tax windfall is pretty great. Um, so I think the issue we're going to have long term is how do we overcome that? You know, I I talked to a lot of folks about the end of prohibition and how long it took for states uh, to truly accept prohibition. There are still states today um, where you cannot sell alcohol into a state without going through that state's uh, regulatory board, uh, Pennsylvania, for example, you have to sell in a state-sanctioned liquor stores, right? Um, you know, so you're talking almost 90 years post-prohibition. We have not been able to get that right. Um, I think we are we have a long battle ahead of us in seeing cannabis get there. Obviously, there is the social stigma that surrounded it for years, but now that you have this windfall that's happening to states that are legalizing, I think we're going to have a bigger battle there. That being said. I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Regionally, we do have opportunities. You know, the West Coast definitely has that Washington to Arizona mix, including Nevada, um, where cannabis is legal. And I think with uh, states that, that will allow that, you will start to see regional brands pick up and regional companies start to really kind of work their magic around, you know, that those four or five states. Now, how we get the middle of the country to believe, I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, listen, I'm an industry veteran. I've been doing this pretty much most of my life. Uh, I'm still amazed that the amount of states that have legalized in the last 10 years, it really is, you know, somebody that, that's been fighting for the plant to sit in my chair and see what's happening is pretty impressive just to get what we have today. Um, if I see it in my lifetime, full legalization, I will be ecstatic and it'll mean, you know, we've really won the fight. But one thing is, this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding 
or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. While you might have companies that are expanding out, because they're going to go to New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, they still have to go through a reestablish and they have to go ahead and create the same model that you're already built in California into another state. I don't know if it's necessarily that all these businesses have to do the same thing. Why can't they just go ahead and have the centralized hub in California? I mean, I, sure, you can build the greenhouses, you can build the facilities once again and go that distribution model. But I mean, we see that happen for a lot of mass-produced products. Is there going to be so much mass production needed to where you need to go ahead and have this? Because I just feel like the extra obstacles put in place, because we're waiting on legalization, you know, do we need that redundancy down the line? Will that be, once legalization happens, is that redundancy going to be necessary? Well, you know, I think it's, it's really a, your take on product, right? I mean, we participate in the indoor cultivation arena, right? That's that's what we do. That's what we do best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I look at nationwide um, expansion, I look at it almost like a Coca-Cola model. So regional bottling plants. Um, I mean, doing that out of one facility and providing fresh, quality, consistent product to a consumer, um, which, by the way, is what the new norm is, right? Um, if you look around at states today that are highly competitive, um, product that's sitting more than a month isn't selling. And and that's the worst thing possible, right? Because it is almost being treated like produce, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for us, when we think about indoor flower, which does lead, um, even in California, in terms of actual smokable flower sold, um, <clears throat> I think what you'll see is a regional model long-term where there'll be multiple regional plants. Unlike, again, I hate the analogy to beer, but, you know, like, uh, Budweiser, or but I, I like the Coca Cola model. I think where you'll have multiple plants all over the country that'll provide regional quality products consistently. Now, when you get to California and you see these massive uh, outdoor and greenhouse, um, I think that the cost of production there really does allow for expansion. But I'm not sure if that's going to be smokable flour or a lot of it might end up actually being input material for the emerging CPG market. And I think that that's where you'll see California really begin to thrive, both in terms of innovation, but also in terms of being able to actually use the commodity to its best benefit. But then one of the things I also would come back with you about is there's no universal model of compliance. 
a hundred percent. And and that's the problem, right? I mean, so when you look at companies that start up and, and people are like, well, why are they so big and why are there so many people? If I'm operating in five states, I can't use the same compliance team yeah. to use the same. I mean, you can use the same standard. Yeah, I mean, the way you grow, what you package in, um, yeah. the amount of THC they allow, right? I mean, we are going to need a, univor- a universal set of rules that everybody can can operate within in, in order to see this really function. Which is why I'd like to see the interstate model. And you know what? It would be good to have that almost as an experimental phase because we can then see what needs to be laid out so there's a good test study that goes across when legalization happens. I mean, you know, how often have we heard that where politicians like Chuck Schumer uh, from New York talk about how he saw how Colorado built itself up as a market, all the risks that they thought were going to be happening, criminal activity, a lot of things were going to go on, which didn't. But, you know, it's backed by example. To see that happen would be a great thing to go for. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you're right. Like you know, I mean, as long as it remains illegal, there are always going to be more risks, mm-hmm. right? I mean, legalization is the answer. Um, again, at what rate it happens is going to be key, right? And I think you know, a lot of people are play, playing a lot of different bets. There are people here in California that believe it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, you know, knowing how alcohol transitioned, I am fearful that this is going to be a long, drawn-out process. But in the meantime, there are things that can happen, right? States can start to understand them all. And I think California actually sets a great example for that, right? Look at where the most people are, what the biggest market is, what's happening in this competitive market. And if other states were able to take that and transition that into their model, you would start to see free markets emerging everywhere. You know, I as long as there are moats and there's limited licenses everywhere, not only does that affect the way business is done, but in the end, it affects consumers. And consumers are the ones that lose, right? If I'm sitting in a limited license state and I, there is no competition, then guess what? If the producer is producing garbage, I have to still buy it. And guess what? I'm paying more for that. And not only does not only does that create a problem in the legal market, but what it does is it incentivizes new new consumers to start looking to the illegal market where they're they're there are not the taxes that are levied on them. You have better, fresher product. And quite frankly, sometimes sometimes like it's just an easier alternative. And so, you know, I, I think that once states really begin to understand what they've stepped into, you will see more and more states start to look like California. Yep. It's interesting like that. And it's one of those things where I look at, I mean, you, your company's been there so established that it just, it does make it difficult for, and it doesn't matter which company it is, they have to go and put the extra cost, the extra overhead across, replicate the same model in other states when we can get to another point like this. And that's one of the things that I thought was really important for us to go ahead and sit down again, bring up. But let's go ahead and talk real quick about NorCal itself, NorCalCan.com, N-O-R-C-A-L-C-A-N-N.com. You're yielding up to 12 tons of product annually. And you have locations, you have your portfolio of brands. While we go into it, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what you have in terms of product. And you really just give us some background on what you have going on, what's uh, the the real expanse that NorCal has in California. Yeah, I mean, when we started out, right, like many operators in California, nobody understood how this was going to play out. I mean, but at our core, we were always cultivators. Um, I moved here to cultivate 
you know, long line of folks that work for NorCal have been cultivators in the traditional space, um, you know, uh, two, three decades. Um, what we were able to do as a company was take that legacy understanding of the plant and what we were doing and utilize today's technology. You mentioned Arroyo, right? So, you know, we're able to work with tech companies in the cultivation space and really master what we do. We're able to understand what's happening, not only, you know, in our environments, but also at the leaf and at the, at in the root zone and understand what we're doing to the plant with data that we never had before. I think that's what's really allowed us to flourish. So when we think about NorCal, we look at ourselves almost as a platform that all starts with indoor cultivation. And from there, you know, we're really focused on quality and really making sure a brand stands for what it gets. Having sold cannabis for a long time, the worst thing you could ever do is sell something to somebody and the expectation be shitty, right? Like if you pay $50 for a jar of cookies, well, not the brand, but right, let's right, just right. Get train. Um, imagine being disappointed in that purchase. You worked your ass off all week. Yeah, you, you pay with your hard-earned dollars. You come home, you open it up, and it's not what you expect. Um, here, because we've spent so much time buying and selling weed and growing weed, we understand what the expectation of the consumer is, and what's our special sauce is really that feedback loop, and and we put that into our brand. So we have three main brands. Um, Panacea is our, our higher end kind of legacy brand. Um, and in that, you know, only the top 10% of our of our product make that cut. Um, we literally scour the 2,500 plus pounds a month that we that we grow to pull the best 250 pounds out for that brand. We have another brand, One Life, which is more of what I would call our medium. So good, better, best. It is our better brand. Um, and that, that's still really high-end flower, um, and it's really more mass appeal. And then what we have is right now, it's the number one selling brand by volume in the state of California, which is Lolo, where we've really cracked the code. And, and Lolo is really a function of our ability to be efficient. We're able to actually get a product to a consumer uh, in California pre-tax at about $25 an eighth of indoor, which is really hard to do given the current state of of just the industry right so we're we're leaning in on our on our efficiencies to and then being able to translate that through a brand to consumers and what's really what's really unique about lolo is you know in an industry where people spend tens of millions of dollars on marketing we were able to build this brand grassroots just by reaching out to consumers bud tenders shop owners who understood the value of the product and what we were able to do is consistently give them fresh quality product at a price they couldn't be. And you know what? Whether you're somebody making a million dollars a year or somebody that makes 20 grand a year, that's what you want in your product. And so for us, like we're really excited about what we've been able to do with that brand. We think it's something that long-term has a lot of viability. And, and quite frankly, we think that that's something that the entire country needs. So you know, as a company, we're starting to look at different states where we can take kind of our efficiencies and plug them in so we can bring that to consumers nationwide. And to make a point, you mentioned Lolo as part of a, a, a good portfolio of brands you have with Oxen on the Hills, with Big Owls, with Life, One Life, Pass It Forward, and Panacea. Great stuff here. So the same people, and actually you should go ahead and look for that NorCal, can.com slash pages slash brands if you want to just look at the brands. But obviously look for 
your group on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Venmo. And I'm here again with co-founder and co-CEO Jigger Patel here on Grassroots Marketing. I really appreciate you taking time out to talk to us. No, like I said, man, thanks for having me. Always happy to chat about chat about cannabis. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.